0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Critical Potheads podcast. This is the Sorcerer's Stone episode. Um, I just wanted to give a brief overview of what this podcast is, why we're doing it, uh, before we jump right into the conversation. Um basically harry potter read critically i don't feel that there's been a really comprehensive look at all of the shortcomings of the harry potter novels um at least none that i've been exposed to there are a lot of podcasts that deconstruct the books thematically that look at them through all different kinds of lenses but i don't think that there's one that looks at it through um as critical of a lens as i think is appropriate especially for a work of this cultural significance So that's what we're doing here. We're going to go through one book at a time, one episode per book, and we're just going to go through all the things that stuck out to us on first read, second read, maybe not until the third or fourth read, and uh, hopefully leave it with a better understanding of the books as a whole and a a better picture of where they really fit in in the greater picture as far as fiction goes and fantasy literature. So without further ado, um, book one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. We like the British titles. All right, so I just wanted to establish early on uh something that I'd like to carry on throughout the podcast which is that Harry Potter is an inherently whimsical novel mm. so like it's intentionally whimsical it's not supposed to make perfect sense so I like would like to establish early on that um we're going to go into this in a good spirited way and not be uh unnecessarily nitpicky with things that can be just attributed to to being there for the flavor of the novels i don't have any examples of this
1: That's fair. I thought it could be fun if we started off with like our relationship with Harry Potter.
0: Oh, like a real introduction? All right, go ahead.
1: (laughs) You don't don't I'll go go ahead, Margot. Okay. So Aunt Elaine would always give me and Ben books, and she came across Harry Potter in the New York Times.
0: And she was not opposed to it because of its witchcraft. (laughs)
1: No, she was
0: Margaret's from a very religious family.
1: Elaine is not religious Uh at all. Um, And she was not opposed to it because of its witchcraft in the slightest. Um, So she'd read it on like some New York Times list before it got big Mm -hmm. and got it for Ben for his birthday. I think
0: if she read about it on a New York Times list, it probably was already big. I was
1: expecting you to say that. People didn't know about it. I didn't know anyone else who had read it when Ben and I read it.
0: What year was this?
1: I was in second grade, so I was born in 91, so 98. Yeah, it was around when I got into it. Yes. It was like the same time. Yes, we have we have had this debate before.
0: Well, we've never had it on air.
1: Ooh. <laughs> in any case, um, Aunt Elaine got it for Ben for his birthday, who was also born around the same time as Harry, and uh, my dad read it to us, and my dad read all of them to me up until four.
0: Wait, you didn't read them yourself? They were read to you for the first time?
1: The first four, yeah. I never told you that.
0: You might have, I've never thought about it.
1: Yeah, no, my dad would read them to me and Ben. Any case. Loved Harry Potter very much. Didn't start seeing it critically until you. Um, but now that I'm rereading them as of recently, I'm starting to see a lot of Plot holes. So thank you.
0: And inconsistencies. So many
1: inconsistencies. It's important,
0: I think, to differentiate uh, between like a, po- a plot hole and an inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And inconsistency is something in the background that doesn't make sense. So an inconsistency right. is like something uh, like, a, like a, a feature of the setting that is not consistent, like whether or not prefix can take away house points mm-hmm. or the magic system or any of the myriad of things that we're going to get into. Yes. A plot hole, this is, I'm not lecturing you, Margo. I'm, and I'm aware you're lecturing speaking. the audience um, here. <laughs> yeah, so a plot hole is like, well, we won't get into the plot holes. We don't need to spoil it. It's just we an can. insufficiently explained aspect of the plot is what a plot hole is.
1: And there are other things about the books that bother you too.
0: Many things, yeah.
1: I loved Harry Potter. I still love Harry Potter. It's a fantastic book, and I think of it as part of my like childhood very fondly.
0: You said I love Harry Potter maybe eight times (laughs) separately in your I just wanted
1: people to know.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Books were very important to me. They were not the first fantasy books I read. They were not the best fantasy books I read. But it was my first experience in binge reading. Like, my adolescent addiction was the internet. My childhood addiction was reading. And the first thing I ever binged on was definitely Harry Potter.
1: So Harry Potter was like your gateway binge.
0: It was just the first one. I don't think it was a gateway. (laughs) It just was the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think they're phenomenal fantasy books. I think that, you know, Rowling is really good at moving a plot along, but Mm -hmm. I think she's terrible at developing characters. I think, and I've written about this, um, and I'll include it, in the show notes. I just don't consider her a great fantasy writer and that kind of one of my theses that I'm going to be getting through as we go through these books is going to be supporting this thesis that I... Well, okay. I'm going to be like kind of explaining this thesis that I have that she's not a great fantasy writer she's a great mystery writer and that by the standards by which we judge fantasy which is how well the world is built and the complexity of the magic system and the moral ambiguity of the characters something that I don't think J.K. Rowling even understands as a concept Um, I think that by those standards this is a these are bad books so we can't call them great fantasy books and people do people refer to them as like the best fantasy books ever written or like hallmark fantasy or whatever like lord of the rings level fantasy but i think they were culturally important and i uh, but i wouldn't consider them good fantasy books and that's kind of the approach that i'm going into this with fair Okay. Um, Do you want to start? You want to go? What's your first uh, point? How far into the book is it? Because I want to try to be like somewhat chronological.
1: My first point was actually not a bad one. I just really love how the books start with Mister Dursley. Like I think that that's very funny, and it's like pages before you get into Harry or anything about wizards or anything like that. It's like he notices all the. Wizards around, and they're like, if you'd been looking outside his window, there would have been owls swooping. And I just like thought that that was a great way to start them. So my first point was not a cri- criticism
0: okay I have two responses one is that I agree with you it's very pleasant and the first part of the first book is probably my favorite part of all the books and it's why the first book is my favorite because of the first like third of it Um, my second point is this is not a Harry Potter praise podcast so like invalid (laughs) I hope your whole list is not just no not the praise of this book well I
1: went into the reread and like the skim that I did most recently getting ready for this and I was like okay, like, I have to be super critical. Uh, (laughs) But I And so the first
0: (laughs) thing you wrote down was like, ah, this is so nice. I'm
1: a positive person. I can't help it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, no, the, the first thing that I thought was weird is that Dumbledore calls McGonagall Professor McGonagall, like, in the whole first thing. Like, why is she Professor McGonagall? Like, he knows she's a, it would be the same way if like teachers in a school were like, Oh, Mr. So and Mr. So and so when like, that's
0: a little like, um, it's like idyllic maybe with a Y. I don't know if that's the right way to use that word, but I feel like it is what that word means. I
1: feel like you're good there.
0: I'd look it up, but it would make a a million clackings. It'd be (laughs) terrible. So we'll look it up later. Anyway. Um, well, what I noticed about that scene, uh, I feel like like JK Rowling just kind of painted with like the broadest strokes possible in terms of like all her like world building shit, like the magic system in the first book Mm -hmm. and kind of like refined it as she went along, which I just don't respect because I watched lost and it like broke my heart like it broke everyone else's heart. And that was written very much in the same way. The problem with lost was that it never really resolved itself. They wrote themselves into like a ton of corners and had nothing to do with it. Um, I kind of get that vibe from her a little bit, though, that she's kind of freewheeling and just like, I'll figure it out later. So my first one is like, I read this book and was like, oh, I guess in this like magical world, people can just turn into cats for no reason. And when Dumbledore sees McGonagall, he's like, hmm, I thought it might have been you, Professor McGonagall but like we find out in book three that to be an animagus you have to pass all kinds of tests you have to register like this that and the third not any everyone can do it um but she just can you know and like he's surprised that it's her there's any expectation that he wouldn't know that it's her like she presents it to us in a very just like ambiguous like i guess people turn into cats Mm. in this universe way and then later sort of like sharpens the point on it a little bit, but does that sharper point jive with this? I don't think so.
1: Fair. I mean, I guess McGonagall could have looked like a lot of their cats is the other way to think about that. Like, Oh, I thought that might be you. Not like she would have been another witch, but like she was just a cat. I mean, maybe I'm retconning that.
0: I think that she is the queen of retconning. I meant to get into this uh, like earlier, <laughs> even. This is the title that I've given her: the queen of of retconning. Yeah. J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah. Secondly, and maybe this is one or the other, but like with the Deluminator, right? Mm-hmm. This turns out to be like a device in the last book that Ron uses to find out that uh, how to get back to his friends. Like it helps him find his friends. It's very symbolic do we really think that J.K. Rowling like was like chapter one, we're gonna throw the deluminator in there? And, or was no. she just like, he's a wizard, he should have a fucking magical device that turns all the streetlights out and then he puts it in his pocket and it just is magical and whimsical and it makes people, children, feel a certain way re- when they read it, right? That's what she yes. thought. And then I think in like book seven, when the kids that she was writing for are now like 17, 18 and they're, they ex- are expecting a big payoff, she's like, all right, like what... <laughs> I think she just went and combed through the earlier books and was like, what can I throw in, you know?
1: Yeah, I bought into all of that.
0: Well, of course, but we were reading them as they came out as well, Or like from three onward. Okay, well, that's my first point is that she's setting things up in a super broad way. She refers back to these things, but I'm not sure that her later referral fits in with how we're introduced to it. Right.
1: I mean, she always says that she had the last chapter written. Like, I remember interviews after the first book came out that were like, oh, I've always had the last chapter written and put in a drawer. But like, who knows how much of the story the last chapter is not that specific.
0: Oh, the very last chapter, the very yeah. last chapter. Oh, it's I needed not... that, but we'll get oh, into that we'll later. We'll get there. You liked it?
1: Yes. It's so stupid. It's very cheesy. I like that that's kind of stupid. Thing.
0: It's stupid. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll talk get it, about we'll it get after into everything else. Okay, okay. Um, my what second else? or third one was just, and that's kind of to what I was saying already. The earlier characters are painted in super broad strokes. Mm. Like Dudley's just like selfishness incarnate. The Dursleys are malicious. Like they're not they just are. like shitty or mean or anything. No. They like go out of their way to make sure he feels shitty physically and emotionally. And, like, is denigrated at every turn, right? right. They're abusive to him. They um, are. Hagrid's just this, like, giant idiot. He's, like, super big and super stupid. Like, well, eh, fucking Malfoy's just, like, an asshole. He's just a prick. <laughs> like, everyone is just, like, one fucking side of, like, a 12-sided die, you know? I mean, the... That's the singular of dice.
1: Especially Hagrid and Malfoy, right? Like, to me, it doesn't make... Sense that Hagrid, that Dumbledore just l- implicitly trusts Hagrid, like oh I trust him. Yeah, when that's Hagrid on my list too. Can't keep a secret.
0: Yeah, Hagrid's a anything. moron. He's a moron, like in every way he can be.
1: And you know, it's also just kind of weird. Maybe I'm jumping ahead here. I don't know how minute your notes are but Hagrid just like sends them a letter and it's like hey Harry let's hang out like does he have no other friends like I'm confused okay
0: I did not put that in but it happens later so I hope it's in your on your list is Uh, it
1: what that about Hagrid
0: being too close with them Hagrid Um, having inappropriate relationships (laughs) with his students
1: it's not on my list but I've been thinking about it a lot okay you
0: can clack it in clack it in where you think I'll clack it in I'll clack it in
1: okay so there's this one point where Harry it. It's before you know he's a wizard and Harry's thinking about all these like bizarro occurrences that have happened to him in his lifetime. Not necessarily like he's thinking, but JK Rowling is telling us about them. And my favorite is Harry's running away from Dudley. And then all of a sudden he ends runs up... onto the roof. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like what random he's meant to be 11 at this point. Right. So what 11 year old is actually going to think that,
0: I guess I just jumped too hard. That's like part of the charm of the books. Like I think that's like right on the line between like offensive in that we're expected to believe it, but also like you know why do they use owls to bring letters? You know like oh
1: that's in mine that makes no sense. Oh, are they that... extra? Are the owls extra smart? Like she really paints the owls like they understand you like a human level.
0: Yeah, she does. Okay, we need to stick somewhat chronological. Okay. Um.
1: I will I will stop making tangential um, comments. What
0: is your next chronological point? Where does it happen?
1: Um when Hagrid tells him he's a wizard.
0: Okay, mine is like around exactly then. Mine is that uh Hagrid says like something about school and Harry's like, "Oh, like I've been to sc- Oh no, Hagrid says, uh, are do you mean to tell me he knows nothing?" Yeah. And Harry goes, "No, I know like maths and stuff, right?" <laughs> So that kind of got me thinking, like about how he never learns math or science or fucking like non wizard oh. history or anything like economics, oh, government, oh, philosophy. Man. He doesn't learn shit for the rest of his life. He only <laughs> learns magic, like from eleven onwards. I had never thought of. He's that. like, oh, I know maths, like what I learned up until eleven, so he could do algebra <laughs> well, and like maybe make ooh. a bar graph, right? That's what Harry can do, and he can't do anything else. How can he even manage his his, his finances? But it doesn't matter, cause like one fucking canut is forty nine. Oh, I talk about whatever that. Whatever is, is one hundred and twelve galleons. Like her shit doesn't make a, a lick of sense. Um, that's a good one though, right?
1: Yeah, no, I never thought about these, that. That's... These
0: fucking magician children are just like <laughs> functional idiots who just have no working knowledge. They just use magic to get around it.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I mean, but they can, right? Like, they, except for the fact that you can't make money. Yeah, but you should
0: still know math. <laughs> like, we have calculators and phones that can do everything, but like, it's still good to know a little bit of math. You know? Yeah. If I wish I were, I wish I were better at math. I wish I knew more math. I have a passion for math that will never do. be fulfilled <laughs> because, because my you, brain just doesn't understand You don't understand, understand it. math. Yeah, you are,
1: I love you, but like you don't get math. I'm,
0: I try to though, and I, know I do you have a do. passion for it.
1: I I know <laughs> you. the number of times that you ranted to me about math is weird.
0: Math is very beautiful.
1: <laughs> Should we go back to Harry?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so harry knows math but nothing else that was what mine was
1: no that's funny okay mine was around that same point hagrid is like you're a wizard harry and gives him his letter and then there are no follow-up questions like there's no he's just like oh there's
0: one follow-up question okay
1: you'll have to tell me what that is but there's no like what is a wizard what does that mean like I perceive this is where, like, the holes in the magical universe really begin, right? Because what... How does Harry not have any additional questions there?
0: Because Harry Potter, and this is... Thesis bomb number two. I'm gonna need to get a soundboard to like increase the <laughs> quality of this, where like I can be like every time I say a thesis, like bum, 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 bum. it does the thing. It does like <laughs> the, the theme, theme song. you know, or something, you sure. know. armus every time I say a thesis. Anyway, Harry Potter is the worst protagonist in literature. Full stop. He's stupid, he's like completely undeveloped, he has no emotional intelligence. No, he's He's just so boring and bland. He He's just bland, nothing, but also he's very brave. Yeah. And noble and virtuous. But, like, if you have no sense of self, then you have no self to put on the line and mm-hmm. be noble and virtuous, you know? Yeah. There is no Harry Potter. He is a fucking nonsense, spineless, just fucking...
1: That sounds like, though, you feel like... I mean, in general, and it is... Her character development is, is not good.
0: Yeah, and I guess it, it is appropriate that that would be manifest um the most in the protagonist.
1: Right. I mean, it's in the same way that you you see this with all of the characters, is that they're... And it's very black and white, but I'll get into that in a little bit. What is Harry's one... What's the one question that's asked?
0: Uh, Maybe this is just in the movies, but he says, a what?
1: I don't even know if that's in the book.
0: It might not be, but it's a meme.
1: Um. I um, I mean maybe he says it in the book. I'm not convinced. I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. I've also said how the Dursleys were abusive to him.
0: Yeah, which is just I mean it just seems like everything is very extreme. Yeah. But like so, I was thinking like we can maybe just accept it so we don't need to point it out every single time it happens. Like fair. Maybe we can be a little bit forgiving. This is what I meant by saying, like, it's whimsical. Like, maybe we'd be a little forgiving and be like, you know what? Like, the characters are a little bit extreme. Yeah. But I think, like, even because I want to go into this super fairly, but I think, even given that, like, space. I think it's still bad <laughs> well that's why i want to be forgiving so that i can be like i was super forgiving and it was still bad
1: yeah i mean it's interesting because dumbledore's original reason for leaving harry with the this actually just like it doesn't make sense apart from the fact that the characters aren't developed but his original reason for leaving harry with the dursleys is that being famous is gonna like fuck him up yeah but
0: it's like but he can live he'll live in a cupboard he's exactly. not gonna be famous and deal with the psychological exactly. damage like god forbid fucking dumbledore hook him up with you know some mcgonagall could have raised in- he could have been raised in hogwarts you know like
1: there are so many things n-
0: and like kept humble you know like dumbledore yes. can predict the future in a million ways but he can't figure out how to raise a kid that's a good one Margot. i didn't have that one
1: um thank you yes what was your next thing
0: okay um this is like kind of oh okay uh, Muggles would be asking for fixes to all their problems like yes. world hunger, cancer, um, like lost limbs and broken bones and injury and war and devastation and plagues and pollution and energy crises and the environment and space travel. What other things would be solved by wizardry? Like that's it. Like, well, we can't let the Muggles find out because they'll want us to solve all of their problems. Are the wizards, like, a different race? Like, this is, I think, like, also when you look at, like, political J.K. Rowling as, like, the anti-fascist, like, super woke progressive lady author, like, this book is fascist as shit. All of these books are fascist as shit. And this isn't the only point that I have that goes to this. In the second book, Hagrid says that the Malfoys have bad blood and there's no helping them. And, like, so I just think that We don't need to help them because it's their problem. Like, are we not all human beings? You know, do the wizards consider themselves to be a superior race? If they're saying things like, oh, we can't like spread the wealth and help," not even like surreptitiously, like just go fucking cure hunger with our magic.
1: Well, what's interesting is that she does throw in there like, and I think that this happens a little bit later, but she throws in like, oh, like the witch hunts and like all these different things like these, like that wizards and witches were persecuted against because they were different.
0: She does this as well. Um, in her like retconning in her, like she's done a lot of, of like elaborating on the universe after the fact. And she has like talked about that shit extensively.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's also, it's not really believable in my opinion. I guess we can get into that at a different point.
0: No, it's not believable. Um, but sure.
1: Um, So then Harry goes, like, he goes with Hagrid. That's very weird. You don't have
0: any more about before he leaves with Hagrid? Because I have a few things.
1: Oh, no. I mean the child abuse.
0: Okay. Um, Hagrid turns Dudley into a pig, or he tries to. I have a whole bunch of shit to say about the trace, as it's, uh, like, explained to us in, like, book six, but the fact that Harry can't do magic, and around underage wizards there's whatever, whatever, whatever. We should assume, I think, that... um, Harry had a trace on him when he was, like, elementary school age because they knew that he was doing magic in his personal life, like accidentally jumping onto buildings and growing his hair super long or whatever it was that he did. So Hagrid has been expelled from Hogwarts and is not allowed to do magic, but he can transfigure Dudley, try to transfigure Dudley into a pig, which is super intense. And also, like, I have a whole thing about human transfiguration and how is that different from, like, being an animagus.
1: I mean, wasn't he just giving Dudley a tail? No,
0: he was trying to turn him into a pig, but he's not good at magic, and his wand is a broken inside his umbrella, so he didn't do a good job. Got it. It's in there. Um. He just kind of whips his wand at him, and a tail comes out. And, like, is there no trace? Does Dumbledore not find out? Like, this goes back to kind of why does Dumbledore trust Hagrid? Like, mm-hmm. Hagrid goes out there, runs his mouth a bunch, like, threatens the Dursleys with violence, and then tries to turn the kid into a pig, this is who you're sending to get, like, the most important fucking figure in wizarding history who we know... Dumbledore knows is the chosen one, by the way, at this point, if we're to believe the canon that uh, J.K. Rowling has given us. Anyway second uh magic again verbal spells versus nonverbal spells right aiming versus tapping versus pointing or swishing or whatever the fuck you need to do mm-hmm. hagrid's like when they get into the boat he's like uh like do you mind if i use a little magic to get us back to the shore super quick and harry's like oh not at all and he's like don't tell anyone at hogwarts i'll get in trouble and then he just taps the thing and it starts like harry's hagrid's supposed to be a shitty wizard we're told that it's tough to do nonverbal spells. Like, it, none of it fits. She just kind of introduces magic as this vague, nebulous sort of idea that can get whatever you need to get done, done. Mm. When Harry asks Hagrid how he gets to the house the night before when they're leaving in the boat, Hagrid says he flew. He just says, flew. That's it. That's the, the, the quote. It's one sentence. Flew. What does that mean? Because we know he doesn't ride broomsticks. Did he take a Thestral? We don't find out that they exist until book six. I don't think that she planned to incorporate them into the books until book six. Even if she did, why wouldn't they take the Festral back? How did he get there? He flew.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that.
0: So magic is introduced, as I say, super broad in the beginning. She mm-hmm. finds, like, sharpens the points later on. This is just like uh, magic, everything.
1: Yeah. Well, when they leave, also. Hagrid has just told him that he's been expelled from the school that Harry's about to go to. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you, this man shows up in the middle of the night yeah. when they've been trying to do nothing but avoid him. And what part of you is just going to go with this man who's told you something that you've never known has existed before. And he's like, oh, I got expelled from the school that you're about to go to. Like, it just, it, is Harry that dumb?
0: Harry's an abuse victim. And the Dursleys have been starving him and fucking him up. And this guy was a little bit nice to him. And he's never had anyone be nice to him in his whole life. That's why he goes with Hagrid.
1: Sure. But Harry doesn't act like an abuse victim for the rest of the books until 5. No, he
0: acts like a pubescent child in 5. He doesn't act like an abuse victim. He just acts like a baby.
1: He is annoying in 5. But we'll talk about 5 when we get there.
0: I'm just saying I understand why he went with Hagrid. I would go with Hagrid too. And so would you. Don't don't be pretentious, Margo, just because you're on a (laughs) podcast now. Don't act like you're better I've, than everyone else. I've always you would been have been gone with Hagrid.
1: I don't. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Everyone would have gone with him. And, and it, uh, you're not an abuse victim. You're you have a, you come from a very good family. <laughs> imagine imagine being harry uh, you no one has ever been nice to you your entire life maybe some teachers once or twice and that weird cat lady mrs fig from across the street but mrs. you don't like her because she smells weird
1: mrs fig and no teachers have ever been nice to harry harry okay, so is ha- no one's
0: ever been nice to him and then this giant strange man shows up and says harry there's a secret world and by the way happy birthday it's the first time anyone's ever said happy birthday to him. Oh my God. So, of course, Harry. he went. He gave him a like cake.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: I'm sorry to shoot down one of your <laughs> critical points, but that is not that I don't You told do me there agree. was no
1: praising of Harry Potter allowed.
0: I'm not praising it. I'm saying that I understand. Like, if we're to accept, if you one of your points is the Dursleys were abusive, so yes um my one that i wanted to do which is really small and it's just like a kind of like weird thing that doesn't make sense yeah he sits down to get his like robes measured and shit after malfoy and he is done and gets up before him when we're introduced oh. to malfoy Malfoy's there malfoy's there getting measured and like talks to all this shit and is like oh what's your surname anyway by the way first time in my life i heard the term surname i had no idea what it meant <laughs> um And then, like, Malkins is like, oh, that's you done, dear, to Harry. And he's like, oh, see you later. And Hagrid's outside. Like, why is it taking 10 years for Malfoy to get his robes done?
1: Oh, I hadn't noticed that.
0: It's just convenient for the plot, I guess.
1: Well, there's a lot of things that are just convenient for the plot.
0: Yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay,
1: I I had a few things even before that. All right. Gringotts, there's one wizarding bank in the entire world. Yeah. That makes no sense. That's just. That's stupid. It's poor planning. It's poor planning. It's there are bad. so many things. There's yeah. one bank and it just happens to be in London. Well, the
0: entire like civilization is shitty. Like there's one bank the the wizard police force is like super militarized. There's no due process. Like their, their society in general is super fucked, but you're right. I didn't actually even write that down. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, but it does start with the bank.
1: Yeah. There's one bank. Um, and The other thing which I've been rereading and it has been really bothering me is the fact that the bit of magic you do to get into Diagon Alley is to like tap some bricks on a wall. With your wand. With your wand. Uh, Like, why does it matter what pattern the bricks are in then? Why can't you just tap the brick with your wand? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And there's this thing of security that goes throughout, like the saying a password to get into the rooms the common rooms like all these different things where like it just doesn't mix why would that be the thing isn't there some kind of like wizarding scan can't you just tap your wand? like there are a million different things that they should be able to do to get into like their places that are not like remembering the specific pattern that you tap your brick the, your wand on the bricks
0: uh i think you are miss um i think you may have misread the the diagonally like portion hagrid needs the pattern because he doesn't remember what brick it is so he's just like, uh, like it's five and then three down. Like he's counting them. That's how I always read that.
1: Well, I would just think about the PlayStation game where like you had to to get into Diagon Alley, You had to like do oh, the that's Oh, they just do
0: that for the game.
1: Well, I just thought that's that the th-
0: game. That's not the book.
1: Well, I don't, I never read it as like a, I always thought it, cause it's like the, I thought it was the order that you put them in that mattered.
0: Maybe it was in the game, but in.
1: I mean, in, in the, the book, in the movie Hagrid's like, too. It's like very like tap 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 tap. I mean, sure, yeah, it's these a are the movie.
0: They're like dramatizing it. In the book, as I've read it, and maybe we can we can, we'll look it up later, I guess. Um, he's like it's three over and like five down, and like he's counting because he's Hagrid and he's stupid and he doesn't know what brick it is and he has to do his stupid fucking little process to get to it.
1: But regardless of even like, so you're saying it's just like a specific brick they need to tap? Yeah. That's so stupid. Well, they
0: also can't get into the Leaky Cauldron if they're not wizards. There's like security spells on it.
1: Do they say that?
0: Yeah, Wiz- the non the Muggles can't see the Leaky Cauldron. They might in the first book. I don't know, but it like a few times throughout it, they're like, uh, and Harry suspects that like the Muggles can't see it at all.
1: Okay, so then why do they need to tap a brick to get into Diagon Alley? I don't
0: know. It's not it's not well thought out. It doesn't like make a lot it of doesn't sense. Doesn't
1: make sense. Um uh okay, and also the fact that like Harry's or Hagrid is like there's like seven knuts to like one silver, whatever. Yeah, it's, that's so stupid. It's so stupid. And he's like, it's easy. And it's like it's not easy. There well, was Hagrid's
0: like, an idiot. How is he gonna he doesn't do math, and Harry probably can't do this kind <laughs> of math either. He stopped learning math when he was eleven.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just like he's like, Oh, and it's so easy. It's like, why would you why just no, it's not easy. It's stupid. It was an unnecessary point. How convenient that his parents left him a boatload of money I mean it makes i guess it makes telling the story easier, but yeah,
0: word um I had a thing about money too platform nine and three quarters.
1: Oh, I mean, yes. I I wrote why
0: I know whimsy, but see above. And the see above was whimsy to the point of complete non-functionality or absurdity. Is this book supposed to be whimsical or is it supposed to be absurd? I guess that's fair. I didn't read that just (laughs) now. That's a fair point. Actually, I've convinced myself. You're right about the money. Yeah, like it's it's... whimsical to a point where it is stupid.
1: Right. (laughs) And the other thing about the platform is that so Hagrid has helped Harry get into Diagon Alley and do all of these things. Ooh. And then he shows up and it's his first interaction with Mrs. Weasley. Love Mrs. Weasley. but
0: She's hot too.
1: No, oh, she's... I'm just
0: joking. She's not hot.
1: Not, that's not the point. Yeah. Um. No. What about Hermione? Like, how did Hermione get this amazing head start that she's supposed... She has muggle-born parents. How did she get to Diagon Alley? I how would did assume she,
0: there's some kind of program, right?
1: Is there? I'm what was sure, th-
0: but I'm sure that J.K. Rowling has retconned a program in here. <laughs> it's like a state-run program where, like the publicly funded hogwarts education like sends like a fucking person out but and they the come ministry and walk of you through Magic shit. They
1: can't do anything. I know,
0: they're completely inept, but maybe like the ministry board of ed is like super good. Hogwarts operates super independently like politically from the rest of the muggle of the wizarding world, which is pretty interesting to think about. We can get into that probably in the later books though, but like yeah. it is interesting how hogwarts is like a political entity. Okay, you had stuff from before Platform Nine and Three Quarters.
1: Oh no, just that, just that, like, just about like how is he? Sp- like, what do you do if you're a Muggle-born kid? Was really like word. Yeah, I
0: always assumed there was a program. <laughs> I didn't even think about it when I read it. Like any of the times I've reread it as an adult, I've just been oh, there's a program.
1: No, I feel like I even thought like not even this most recent reread, but I feel like the first probably not the first read, but I think my first reread, I was like, wait, what about uh, the other kids?
0: No, I thought about it and I was like, there's probably a program.
1: <laughs> no, I did not think that there was a program. Yeah.
0: I, I bet she's said that there's a program. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, but what I actually wrote about nine and three quarters was first example of Harry's boundless stupidity asks the guard for platform nine and three quarters. No. Genius. He, he does he asked the security oh, guard yeah. where platform 93 quarters is and the guy's like fuck off idiot <laughs> and he's like oh i thought he i think he was mad <laughs>
1: well i thought that, that he's was. he's got like an
0: owl and like all this shit with him and he's going around he's asking cultured. for like fractions of the train guards he doesn't even know what three quarters is he's never got done math past 11 11 well, years but old the
1: dursley's abused him you know like he doesn't oh so he's he never just walks up to house? adults and acts
0: like an idiot Well, he's
1: never left the house. He doesn't know any better. Maybe
0: all of, like, my shit about Harry being shitty can be explained away by the fact that he was, like, raised in, like, a fucking, like, (laughs) terrible, weird, like, developmental experiment that would be totally illegal to conduct in America Well, that's the thing. It's, like,
1: the Dursley would be in jail. They would be in jail.
0: Yeah. Okay. I have a really good one for, like, on the train. Okay. for, um... For after he's met Ron.
1: Oh, funny. I don't talk about the train at all go nice. ahead nice
0: okay uh ron is like oh fred and george told me a spell that i can do on scabbers sunshine daisy Buttermellow. mellow turn this stupid fat rat yellow right like this fucking kid didn't grow up with like 80 wizarding older siblings and two <laughs> parents who have done magic around him his entire life he really thinks that magic is fucking poetry
1: yeah. Why, I mean... He's
0: 11? Like, that's not that young. No. So why why would he believe this?
1: I don't know. So
0: what I came to is that um, J.K. Rowling wrote the book in the third person, but, like, still wrote every character, not even, like, from Harry's perspective, but, like, in such a way as that Harry could have imagined them. Because in Harry's imagination, uh... a, a, like, young wizard wouldn't know. Like, Harry can't conceptualize what spells actually are like. So in his mind, this is what the first spell that he's seen would be like. And, like, like, because Harry cannot understand this, Ron couldn't understand it. It's such a limited perspective that we're getting. Mm -hmm. Like, this all could be a fucking fever dream of Harry Potter, you know? (laughs) Oh, God. Because why would the wizarding kid not know that this is not a spell? Because Harry doesn't know.
1: Well, that's the other thing that's really interesting is, like, how do you actually do magic?
0: She never explains it. She doesn't even try. But she does she like makes the motions like she tries. But she doesn't try. Or if she does try then she's a bad writer which I don't think is the case I mean
1: it's just this all like oh and it's they're always writing papers they're always doing studying for their exams and doing all these things but like
0: she never gets into it
1: what is it like what allows you to be able to do magic you're the first just, the
0: only like most amount that she ever gets into technical magic is when Wingardium, Wingardium Leviosa yeah. swish and flick <laughs> the rest of it is just like uh, like the Patronus also is like think a happy thought and say this you know yeah Okay, um, Ron's poverty. Oh, here we go. Because Ron's like, oh, like she only made me this shitty sandwich. You would not want to trade this, right? Like you don't want to, you know, your pumpkin pasty is much better than this. How are you poor in the wizarding world? What makes you poor? We know because of like Grops law of transfiguration or whatever that you can't create food or like water or I guess money. But you can duplicate food. We know that you can. And uh, like from what we've seen, you can use that Aguamenti charm and actually make water, too. So like there's I guess there's another inconsistency for you. But like how are the what makes them poor? We saw in uh the third book they get into in the second book in in uh, fucking Chamber of Secrets, which I was just listening to last night and taking notes about for next time we do this. Um, they get into the car and it's like super roomy in the back. Mm -hmm. So like they don't, they don't have, have to live in like one room, right? Their like house, we find out in book two is like magically huge and held together with all this shit. I mean, we know because of the room of requirement that like a room can just change size and because of this car. So like all of their, Bedrooms. Ron doesn't need to live in, like, the attic. He could live in, like, the massive fucking Coliseum attic with a pool. They have those tents, the yeah, tents the in tents book four, four they go into, and they're massive, and they're yeah. super chill. And in the last book, they have the same one. Why are they? What makes them poor? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's really only a plot device, and a poor one at that. It's a plot,
0: de-
1: uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: it's a plot device that, is, like, is supposed to do what?
1: I feel like it's, like, it's to make you feel bad for Ron. Like, poor Ron, you know? Like, he's just getting shat on left and right, and, like, nothing good ever happens to Ron. Well, that's another kind of
0: problem that I have. Like, Ron, if we are to believe that Harry Potter is the first, like, child in Hogwarts to do anything of value, which is what we're led to believe. He's the youngest seeker in history. He's this, that, and the third then that means that, like, everyone else must not have done very much. Mm -hmm. Which means that Ron should be, like, the second most powerful, famous everything wizard ever. But he's always just sort of the punchline.
1: Right. I mean, and it's also, like, as Harry Potter's best friend. But Harry's not a good friend to Ron, is the other thing. Dude,
0: we can get into all the many ways that Harry is shitty to Ron.
1: And everyone. And
0: everyone. He's like Jerry Seinfeld, Harry. (laughs) Like, he's just shitty. (laughs)
1: Okay, I don't have anything else on the train. Um, okay,
0: I have a couple things. <laughs> um, yeah, the one-dimensionality of houses, how stupid and whack and like...
1: Yes, I talked about this too. It, did you? Yeah. I, I, I said, I don't know what purpose the sorting serves. Really? Like, what purpose does the sorting serve other than to be, like, ooh, Gryffindor, we're, like, good because we're in Gryffindor, and then Slytherins are all evil. Yeah,
0: Gryffindor, good, Slytherin, bad, Ravenclaw, smart, Hufflepuff, rest. Yeah. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: I mean, it just, like... It, uh, it's just... It It doesn't make any sense, and I wish that... And it comes back to, like, again, this idea of, like, the very one-dimensionality of her characters. Uh, uh, it bothers me. It's
0: like that book Divergent. You know about Divergent? I didn't
1: read. They had movies recently.
0: Yeah, the movies were bad. I read the first book just because, you know, I'll read shitty books every once in a while. Um, so I read this Divergent book, and it was shitty. And the the premise of it is that, like, when you hit puberty or something, like, you get, like, a high-tech brain scan, and it tells you, like, what type of personality you have, and there's, like, five. And you, like, get separated into a cast based off of that but like if you have two character traits then you're divergent <laughs> and you're unique and that's what Harry po- I think the divergent novels are based off of Harry Potter I think that she <laughs> probably got the idea from from Harry Potter
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's dumb. The sorting is really dumb. And then the way it sticks to their houses and all of that is is stupid and unnecessary. I mean, it's this question of like, Oh, you're in Slytherin. Why would you want to be in Slytherin? Like what normal person would be like, yeah, I want to be in the evil house. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Nazis. (laughs) The Slytherins are Nazis (laughs) and they're genetically superior and they think that all the purebloods are superior and that's why they want to be in that house. That's the reason. We find out in the books that that's the reason. Oh, I
1: know. It's really ridiculous. It is
0: stupid. Okay. Uh, what's the deal with Ron having a secondhand wand? I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm super poor, so I have secondhand ever- everything, including secondhand wand. But it's like the wand chooses the wizard. A. Did, like, none of them get wand? Like... In the second book, Mrs. Weasley is like, "Oh, we'll dig deep and find a way to like buy Ginny all the Lockhart books." She doesn't wind up having to, but she's ready to dig deep. I'd imagine these books are pretty expensive. They're probably more than like the ten or eleven galleons that Harry paid for his wand. Like you can't get your kid a wand. They got Ron a watch when he turned eighteen in book whatever. They can't get him a the it, like it's like your dick as a wizard or your vagina. <laughs> It's a very important thing (laughs) to have. And, like, it's a second-hand one. So, like, what, did Percy have? Is it someone else? Is it the one Percy got? And then he got a new one? Like, the wand chooses the wizard, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like They talk about
0: people just getting it, like, oh, I'm rich now, and I got a new wand. Like, I went to the store and got a new one. Well,
1: that's the weird thing, too, is that there's this whole, like, the wand chooses the wizard. But then in 4, they're like, oh, we have to weigh the wands. And it's, it's this weird, like, either make it, like, your dick or... Or don't, you know, or make it like your iPhone, which you can always get a new one, right? Like it
0: Yeah. <laughs> the wand shit's stupid. It's so What annoying. I what made me notice it like even about Ron was um that like Harry throws his wand into his trunk. Which like I wouldn't even throw my phone into my tr- if I'm like getting it off a train, <laughs> I'm not like, gonna be like, Oh like i my bag's here, I'll throw my trone into my I'll throw my phone into my bag so I don't lose it, you know? he throws his and like i i wrote like maybe this is just like he doesn't have his wand habits down like he's not used to having it but then it got me thinking about ron and like he's got percy's old wand and whatever like i just don't I don't think anyone would have a second hand wand
1: right i mean it just goes back to, it's reiterating this ron is poor yeah exactly
0: um aloha moro what's the point right uh, why lock a door right in the wizarding world if like because like Hermione is like oh there's a locked door Alohomora and it unlocks right mm-hmm. why are you locking your doors with like locks that can be unlocked with like this easiest spell that this idiot first year muggle-born girl can do
1: I mean the oversimplicity and I talk about this more later towards the end of one of all of the spells is ridiculous like yeah no, that's a very good point. Why would you lock a door?
0: But then, like, we do later find out that there are some doors that Alohomora won't unlock. But yeah. then it's just, like, putting a lock on your door, right? It's like, yeah, I've got a lock, and, like, an Alohomora unlocks it, so it's not really locked, like, because even fucking 11-year-old muggle-born children know Alohomora. Like, no, I've got, like... The, like, it just stupid
1: no their security system is really bizarre and really non-existent their security system is it, i mean it's the same thing with diagonally regardless of okay you have to whatever it is that you have to do to get in um yeah it makes no sense
0: my also like second one uh like kind of pertinent to that was like hermione does the oculus reparo spell right yeah. which is just reparo like we find out later like there's a spell to repair eyeglasses, and it's you put the word oculus in front of reparo, but like many other things are repaired with the spell reparo, and you don't be like, you know, tavolo reparo when your table's leg is broken, or like "vestimenti reparo when you've ripped your clothes. Why is it Ocu- like to what degree do these spells need to be tailored to what their targets or subjects or whatever are? I it's mean, it's not explained.
1: No, it's not explained. The technicality of the magic is not explained. I mean, maybe it's because she's a muggle born and it's her first She's like
0: layering on extra like levels or whatever.
1: To like make sure she does it right.
0: Yeah. But that's then the fair, other thing
1: Yeah, I mean then the, then the other thing gets into like how can she even do anything? How can she she's muggle born. She doesn't know anything about magic. And that yeah, was a program, really good program. program. Yeah, the program yeah. was very successful.
0: Um do you have any that are before he starts to learn Quidditch?
1: No, I no
0: but you have quidditch as one. Yes. Okay. Um we've both agreed before that the 150 points for the snitch is way too much. Yeah,
1: that was that was my point about the quidditch. Yeah,
0: it removes like any form of balance that there possibly is. It's
1: way too much. 150? 100 would be fine.
0: I would say like 75. You don't, they don't score that much. It should be on the 5 too to make you need to score the extra point.
1: Fair. 75. But I mean, yeah, they 150 is way too much for the snitch.
0: Okay, B Under my Quidditch um, point, uh, like people die sometimes. They're like, no one's died in years.
1: Well, but then they go into like only a few people have ever died. Then Harry's brushing up like before his first match, Mm -hmm. and they say only a few people have died.
0: But the referees do tend to disappear and reappear like in 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 the the Sahara desert sometimes, and this is fine. Um, Last thing is yeah, the and the longest game lasted three months.
1: They didn't find the snitch?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All The whole Quidditch thing sing, seems stupid to me.
1: I thought you loved Quidditch. No,
0: I never said I loved it. It's it's completely unbalanced.
1: But that's why you don't like fours, because there's no Quidditch.
0: I guess I like reading about it, but like I don't love Quidditch. I
1: always skim the Quidditch sections. I always have. Uh, I just skim. Like, who cares? They win. They don't win. You skim them? Yeah. I just, like, zip right through them.
0: What do you have after Quidditch?
1: Um. Okay, so everyone is running away from the troll, and Harry realizes that Hermione's alone in the bathroom. And she says this, their only option was to go save Hermione themselves. They had just seen some students from Hufflepuff, yeah. and all of a sudden, their only option... There are people running amok everywhere. Why was it their only option for the two of them, first-year students, to go... Help Hermione, who at this point is still a girl that they don't like.
0: Because they're 11. I, like, had a bunch of these, too, and, like, I was, like, wait a minute. I think that thematically this book is about, like, children not feeling comfortable going to adults with shit and not knowing when something is serious or not. And that, like, mm. that childhood, like, sort of weird innocence that causes you to feel like you need to tackle these things alone or, like, that e- adults just will not understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that is a, like a, a motif throughout the books. Um, so yeah, I think it's because okay. they were 11 years old.
1: Fair. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, a- and then like the end of the troll. So if you have anything else about the troll specifically. No. Um. The end of the troll is, and then, because they had all tackled this troll together, Hermione and, or Harry and Ron had saved Hermione. They were friends. They were friends.
0: Yeah. Well, there's certain things that you can't do together without becoming friends and tackling a full-grown mountain troll is one of them.
1: I've been to sleepovers where I thought, you know, as an 11-year-old, where I thought that me and all of the other girls were all best friends after that because we'd gone through things together like sleeping over. And I don't even know what their names were anymore. Like this.
0: This is like a really weird turn. What are you talking about? (laughs) They're saying like. What did you go through with I didn't go through
1: anything. I'm just saying that like you go through. Did you guys
0: fight a fully grown mountain troll? Because if you did, I bet you'd remember those girls names.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe. But at the same time, this friendship development is so shallow to me.
0: It's just like.
1: Is that the whimsical? Can I not touch? No, that? no,
0: you can touch whatever you want. It, it's it's the literary equivalent of like ellipses. It's like three weeks later, like they're friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know that Hermione is going to become friends with them. Like I feel like I need well, that yeah, first reading. Well, yeah, because she's a character, reading. exactly, and she's a prominent one. Like no. you know that she is going to be a character. And she's so hot. She's not hot. (laughs) I mean, and then the other thing, and then it's like, and then it's like, and then they were friends forever because of the troll. And then it's like, Harry was really lucky he was friends with Hermione because she let him copy her homework. Like, that makes no sense. Why would Hermione, Hermione is this very smart person with no sense of like morals. She has no strength of her convictions, Hermione, but she's just very, very smart. She's
0: got giant teeth too, from what I understand. Yeah.
1: Her buck teeth. In any case it just the development of the friendship with Hermione is is not one I don't know I don't think yeah it's it's bad
0: um my next one was that the when they're like at the the Quidditch match Mm -hmm. and Hermione's like oh and she looks at Snape and she's like oh he's definitely jinxing Harry because he's maintaining eye contact and you need to do that for a jinx like I point this out as another example of uh, the magic system being woefully underdeveloped. Like, what is a jinx versus a hex versus a spell versus an incantation? Yeah. Like, she's always pointing... Like, I wouldn't be bothered if she didn't always make distinctions. Like, in book four, when someone does the dark mark, Hermione's like, I heard it. It was an incantation. And they're like, how would you know that it was an incantation? What is the difference between an incantation and, like, all these other hundred spells?
1: I always just thought the incantation in that instance is just them. It's the fact that someone said it out loud. Whatever you have to say for the dark mark, sure,
0: but you have to say it for, like,
1: yeah, a million
0: spells. They're always saying the spell.
1: Yeah. Okay, so even before that, um, Madame Pomfrey fixes Neville's arm when he falls off the broom. Yeah, but Snape didn't go to her about Fluffy getting his leg.
0: He didn't it's explained in the book. He didn't go to her because like he doesn't want anyone to know.
1: Why wouldn't he want anyone to know Dumbledore knows? It doesn't make yeah, any sense. That's
0: true. Uh, well, it, it is explained as that in the book when they think that Snape is the one who's trying to get
1: they think that. Yeah, they Eleven-year-old
0: children, yeah. Exactly.
1: They think that. But like Snape being an adult and a rational thinking human
0: should have just gone to Dumbledore. And even be. if Madame Pomfrey can't heal it, like Dumbledore's the best, you know, wizard ever to exist, yeah, so he should be it, able to fix it.
1: It doesn't make sense. It do- that doesn't make sense. Okay, and then also on Quirrell jixing Harry, was this really the best time for him to try to kill Harry? Yeah, like that's he's a good in point. the middle of this Quidditch match where the whole school has come out, and not only that, but he's the youngest seeker, so everyone is really excited about Harry, and everyone is there watching. And Quirrell is like, and Voldemort is like whispering in Quirrell's ear, being like, "Kill him!" Like that yeah. makes no sense.
0: Yeah it doesn't make a ton of sense
1: it makes no sense
0: i think like the entire like as they like as the you know the plot progresses and they find out that like this shit is going on where like there's something in the vault now it's at hogwarts and it's being guarded like i know like it's said by hagrid like ho- there's no place or safe in, in the wizarding world to keep something other than hogwarts he says of gringotts but like yeah. why is that
1: Well, I I have so many notes on on that. The security system is very flawed. I think that's one of my theses. Yeah, you seem
0: to have a lot of security issues.
1: (laughs) I work at a healthcare tech company. I can't help that. Okay. Um, But before I dive into the issues that I have with that, Nicholas Flamel is commonplace enough to be on the back of a chocolate frog.
0: Only his name. He doesn't have his own chocolate frog. It's just... He's he should have his own chocolate frog. Maybe he's rare.
1: Looking for weeks in the library. They're
0: eleven years old and they don't have the internet, which is like another thing that I think we'll get into probably later because it comes really appropriate in book four. But like, there's no internet and no technology, so like, (laughs) you know, how are they supposed to find things out? You know,
1: I mean, it's like they've been spending weeks in the library and looking through all of these books, and Harry's even like snuck into the restricted section restricted section and he's on the back of a chocolate frog the whole time
0: the first chocolate frog that harry ever got yeah because like for the plot that was how it had to be
1: and like i mean nicholas flamel is mentioned on like page whatever like very early on because of this chocolate frog like
0: yeah uh, they read us the caption yeah
1: his dumbledore's
0: partner nicholas flamel
1: yeah his partner that's how we know dumbledore was gay or the other one his brother
0: Dumbledore was gay. His brother banged goats. Oh, yeah, that's Dumbledore right. Dumbledore was gay, to... not with Nicholas Flamel, even though he's described as his partner here. Flamel has a wife. Yeah, like, I don't think that Dumbledore was gay. I think this is another Rolling retcon. I mean, so who cares? Who gives a shit? Um, He was gay with uh, Grindelwald, I think, was the story. Who
1: was Grindelwald? Oh. The,
0: like, other dark wizard. Wait. They were in love.
1: Is that some, like, fan fiction thing? No, like? no.
0: This is, like, J.K. Rowling says so.
1: Wait. Afterwards,
0: what? she, like, went on Pottermore, her website that, like, she runs. That's job is to pump us full of, like, Harry Potter disinformation and retconning bullshit. And one of the things is that Dumbledore was gay, and he was gay with Grindelwald.
1: Why would Dumbledore be lovers with the other evil guy before Voldemort?
0: Did you did you read the last book?
1: Okay, I haven't reread the last... I. I read the last book once like 10. We're not on the last book yet.
0: Okay. Well, your question is answered in the last book.
1: Okay. Well, well then we'll just have to get to that later.
0: Grindelwald didn't start out as evil. He was just like kind of a little bit of a fascist and Dumbledore was a little bit too when he was a kid. Well,
1: let me, I have, I've only read the seventh book once. Uh,
0: Well, you're like asking critical questions about it and acting indignant. uh,
1: (laughs) Thank goodness. I have you. Um, Oh, this was a, a little thing. Why can't Hagrid take Norbert to the tallest tower to meet Charlie's friends?
0: My ho- thing was, I just said the whole Norbert controversy is nonsense.
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Well, if they told D- Dumbledore about it, he would have been like, okay, yeah, like send it to Charlie Weasley.
1: Well, but they, you said before they don't tell Dumbledore they're about kids. it because they're eleven, and yeah, Hagrid acts like an eleven-year-old. But
0: Hagrid should be okay. So what I said was the whole Norbert controversy. The whole Norbert controversy is kind of nonsense. If they told Dumbledore about it, he'd be fine to to let Charlie take it. But I guess that's being a kid. So this speaks either to Hagrid's character or to Hagrid's intelligence. So either Hagrid was like, this is the wrong thing to do, but I'll get in trouble, so I'll let these kids maybe get in trouble. Or Hagrid's just the biggest idiot ever.
1: Oh, you mean as to, like, why he didn't go?
0: Why, yeah, why Hagrid even let them do this? Because Hagrid should have been like, I'll go to Dumbledore myself. Yeah. So either he has no integrity whatsoever, or he's the stupidest character ever in literature
1: yeah i think it's some combination of it can't
0: be a combination because <laughs> if you have a little integrity you you will go and if you have a little intelligence you'll be like i can this is obvious shit he's got these 11 year olds like concocting fucking schemes to take care of which his negligence
1: then what ends up losing them losing gryffindor like all of the points and he makes... doesn't even come and say
0: anything he just lets them take the fall f- i think it speaks to his his character
1: yeah. I So mean, how can
0: Hagrid be in Gryffindor?
1: Was he in Gryffindor? Yeah. He was.
0: I mean, it's never said in the books, but on Pottermore, he's been retconned into Gryffindor. Yeah.
1: I always... He'd be in Hufflepuff. Yes. Along with me.
0: He would be in Hufflepuff with you. Yeah. Maybe even Slytherin.
1: It, no. He got not... expelled for opening
0: the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, but
1: he's not a pureblood. His mom's half giant. He's, his mom yeah, is a giant. But... He's not pureblood. He wouldn't be in Slytherin. And Slytherin are cunning. Like, he he wouldn't be in Slytherin.
0: Ravenclaw are cunning. Slytherin are self-preserving.
1: Which Hagrid is not because of his weird affinity towards destructive creatures.
0: Affinity four. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: His weird affinity for destructive creatures. You
0: think I'm just going to edit it in? (laughs) I'm not going to let everyone (laughs) hear the correction. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean it depends on what like house you want people think you'd be in. Yeah. Yeah. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um My next one is about the invisibility cloak.
1: Uh okay, yeah, I don't have any go ahead.
0: Okay, so I'm curious as to what degree. Um it was planned that the invisibility cloak would wind up being like one of the Hallows.
1: I don't think it was planned at all. Not
0: I... at all cuz Ron sees it and is like, "Oh, I've heard of those.
1: They're really rare."
0: Yeah. But like he's heard of them, you know? Multiple and like they talk yeah. yeah, and they talk about Dumbledore's invi- invisibility cloak yeah. and Dumbledore lent whoever his invisibility yeah. cloak and Moody can see through them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember re- like the first time that I read I forget where all of that comes in in the 7th, right? Does it come in before? No. Okay, yeah. So that comes in in the 7th, and I remember reading at the first read because I've only read the 7th one once at this point. I was like, "This is dumb." Invisibility cloaks no. Like it doesn't make any sense. There's so many it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um my next one is so Quidditch points, points that you score in Quidditch go to your house. Did you know that?
1: They're it's really inconsistent. Yeah. It's weird it's very confusing. The first They do. Do they? Yeah. But then they don't. It's When do they not? I don't know. They do. I, why does that matter?
0: Because it's super unclear, obviously. You're <laughs> confused by it.
1: I yeah, no, I'm And mid- why
0: would they? That's stupid.
1: It doesn't I it, guess it makes sense. I mean, I could understand like you get a fixed number of points if you win the game. I could get that would make sense to me. Uh, uh, I don't get it.
0: My next one is why is Hagrid just hanging out? I have no idea what it is in reference to.
1: What do you, when?
0: Just says why is Hagrid just hanging out? That's so helpful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's always like chilling.
0: Where is he hanging out that he shouldn't be?
1: <sighs> I mean, what is keeper of the keys? What does that mean? What do you do if you're a keeper of the keys? Like do you hold on to the keys. What is does that mean? He's like the mean? groundskeeper. Sure. He
0: mows the lawn. Keeper he, of the keys. He mows the lawn. He's got like his pumpkin patch.
1: And then he also, they have him bringing in all the Christmas trees. Yeah. He... Why couldn't Flitwick just like bring them in?
0: charm them in he's the charms teacher yeah mcgonagall could have transfigured them into like a bunch of little leaves and then transfigured them back why couldn't she just like transfigure like a bunch of chairs yeah into christmas trees pieces of dust you clean up and get your christmas trees all at once
1: (laughs) my mom would love that yeah
0: (laughs) that's a good spell she what kind of transfigurer is she i don't know she's overrated
1: uh my next isn't until like they start getting into the, the My end. next
0: one is Snape, Snape <laughs> uh meets Quirrell in the woods for some reason like and then so I was like and then also Snape's leg like, is all fucked up and like Filch is healing it in the teachers lounge like when Harry walks in to try to get like his quidditch through the ages book or whatever it was back yeah and I I just wrote, address the numerous coincidences and how apparently they're just a facet of the story to be accepted.
1: Okay, so the other coincidence that I had is the day that Harry figures out that Hagrid must have told whatever stranger in Hogshead how to get past Fluffy is also the same day that Quirrell is planning to go down there.
0: Yeah, there's like numerous coincidences that are uh, super convenient for the plot.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. It's very convenient for the like, and then it's like, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta tell McGonagall," and they run to tell her, and she's like, "Dumbledore's been whisked off to the Ministry." Like, it doesn't make it. Like, he'll be back tomorrow. It it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, I never understood that either. Yeah, and he like kind of explains it, but like he's like, "Oh, like it hit me while I was halfway there." Yeah, it Who was stupid he? that it, Dumbledore when he comes back, he says something about how like he realized right when he arrived that he was away from the place he was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, he, he says something that. enigmatic yeah, like that.
1: No, he does say that. Yeah. How could he have realized if, and also if Hogwarts is one run, run so separately from the ministry, like what do they need Hagrid for or Dumbledore for anyway?
0: Well, they need to consult him. They consult him all the time.
1: But can't they just do a hologram or like, can't he just, No, pop?
0: holograms are technology. They don't have that. <laughs> They could like stick his face into the fire, fire cuz that's how that's how we find out it works part, later.
1: Blue powder doesn't happen until 2 3? 2. Yeah. Blue yeah, powder so it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist in the first she hasn't thought of it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then just really when the, I mean the whole like climax of the first book is Okay,
0: I have another one. Okay. Um when Ron has uh his dragon bite the reason that Draco Malfoy goes and sees them taking Norbert to, like, the top tower mm-hmm. to, like, release him, which is why they got caught, which is why all, like, the points are taken away, it, like, cascades all these other events into place or whatever, um, is because Malfoy goes into the hospital wing to fuck with Ron yeah. and, like, under the guise of needing to borrow a book, and Ron doesn't have the wherewithal to tell Madame Pomfrey, like, no, I he doesn't need a book from me and I don't want to see him. And and he leaves the note from his brother in one of his school books, and Malfoy takes it to prove that he was there to borrow a book. And Ron doesn't say, like, no, he is now taking my property, in addition to having lied and come here under false pretenses he's now taking my property? Like, he just lets him take it? He's covering for him. It's so stupid.
1: Even before that, like, Malfoy just follows them to Hagrid's cabin and then sees the dragon. Like, what... Malfoy Malfoy must
0: have not have, like, very much to do. He has no other...
1: None of this other homework that they're always stressed about, Malfoy doesn't also have. Well,
0: his dad's on, like, the... Board of Governors for the school. He can do whatever he wants.
1: I mean, it just... It makes no sense. And and I think that there are a lot of children's stories that are very similar. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but, like, a lot of cartoons where they're just, like, Squidward and Spongebob. He is just an antagonist just to be an antagonist. And, and I think that perhaps in this instance we can chalk it up to the fact that it's a children's novel. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. But... It's a kids book. I don't know. That's why I didn't I had it in my head you but like I didn't write that You like your villains to be
0: well developed.
1: I mean, you like all of your characters be you, None of them are.
0: Well, Malfoy's not a villain either, I guess. I mean, he is. He tries to kill a bunch of them a bunch of times and he breaks Harry's nose at one time, but no, in the end like she humanizes him somehow. They nod at each other on the, in the last chapter, your favorite chapter in all the books. Um Okay, Norbert controversy nonsense. Yeah, my next one was, did Snape not go to Dumbledore about Quirrell? Does Dumbledore know? So I guess we kind of touched on that. I have one last one, and then we can talk about the climax, but before that, uh, I wanted to, I, my why pumpkin juice is what I wrote. <laughs> like, I think it's so stupid. Why do they need to be drinking the juice of pumpkins and eating, like, why is it a fucking owl or a cat or a toad? Like
1: uh, It's these cliches. It's all of the cliches.
0: How do you juice a pumpkin and, and it doesn't... They drink it instead of water. Like, it's. there's got to be a ton of sugar in it.
1: Well, I mean, they're very unhealthy. I've talked to you about the, my concerns about them. Are they're wizards always...
0: able to, like, magically just get fat out of themselves, do you think?
1: Maybe. Pro- I don't... I mean, you think maybe... that's one of
0: the problems that they don't want to help, uh, like
1: oh god solve being fat you're making like young margo who read harry potter and current public health margo just have a battle with themselves internally
0: why you were fat when you were young and you wanted to magic your fat away
1: no i loved harry potter and thought that it could do no wrong and the obesity epidemic is a real thing that's a podcast for a different day that's fine
0: are there any fat wizards Mm. slughorn
1: um umbridge
0: umbridge is evil
1: she's she's chubby too Uh,
0: she's not as fat as slughorn is slughorn's like obese he's the potions teacher in half blood prince he Um, was a slytherin but like he's fairly tolerant he's kind of just into self-preservation he's cool he's one of my favorite characters actually horace slughorn yeah
1: i realized that like mcgonagall is like like when i'm like 50 i want to be like mcgonagall
0: Slughorn in the movies is played by that actor from uh Cloud Atlas, the British dude.
1: Oh word. He's not obese. His name. Yeah, I don't remember. They m- fatten
0: British guy up for the he's fat in the movies too. He's fat. Horace Slughorn is fat. Okay. Anyway, you like that actor. I like him too. I forget his name. The old one. I'm not one. gonna look it up. The British one.
1: They're all British. He's from Cloud the borrowers.
0: Atlas. Jim Broadbent.
1: What was your original point?
0: Are there fat wizards
1: um in any case, oh, the pumpkin juice you're very yeah <laughs> why do they <laughs> need to drink pumpkin juice and I... have
0: cats and the owls and the pumpkin juice and the yeah. like what
1: it's cliche it's because she has are no stu- they're, they're,
0: they're, they're they're just hindered by these stereotypes of what wizards should be
1: they are hindered i mean it it goes back to this like her lack of being able to develop the magical world and so she leans on these kind of stereotypes i'm sure in pottermore she says something about like oh and that's why those you know it's like how whatever prejudices you have exist not the stereotypes stereotypes exist because they're real she's like oh like that's why we have all these stereotypes about witches and wizards i'm sure that she probably says that
0: or implicit bi- biases
1: i didn't notice the thing about the pumpkin juice until you pointed it out though well, it's
0: always bothered me <laughs> I'm um so sorry. the next thing before like the climax of the book is just like all the problems i have with hogwarts and like the wizarding education system um what like on mean? top of them not learning any more math or history or science or anything like that or physics or like <laughs> programming or anything yeah um just that like as for their detention they have to go to the dark forest like yes. with Hagrid who's a fucking moron and his dog who's a coward
1: it makes that like the dark is... forest
0: is forbidden dude and and yeah. like the explanation is like Malfoy's like, because his dad's on the board of governors, which we don't find out until book two. So like who Damn. knows if he is or not, like in when this is being written. But he's like, wait till my father hears about this, and Hagrid's like, your father would tell you that's how it is at Hogwarts.
1: No, it's child abuse. Um it it doesn't make any sense that they would go into the dark forest. It's very weird. I mean, and then Umbridge tortures Harry later, but we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, but e- even that is less bad i think like it's worse because he's being tortured but it's not as bad as like taking these 11 year old kids into the forbidden dark forest that's forbidden to go into and you get like expelled if you go in You spend a bunch of time in the forbidden forest but like this is like a school mandated visit to the forbidden forest with hagrid who like we know is either completely without any sense of integrity or an idiot yeah or both
1: it's weird at
0: best he's one of the two and i'm falling really hard into the no integrity camp
1: really i think he's i think he's a lovable fool
0: i think that like he earns his salt convincing people that he's a lovable fool
1: oh that's so sad
0: yeah it is sad it is
1: All right. What else before the. That's
0: it. We can talk about the climax. Oh, I
1: have so many problems with the climax. Um, okay. Devil's snare is so common that a first year knows how to get past it.
0: Well, Hermione is like super into school.
1: No, she mentions how I forget Pomfrey. What's the herbology teacher's name? Pomfrey's. Sprout. Professor Sprout had mentioned it to them. She says that. She's like, oh, Professor Sprout told us how to kill it. I forgot what she said. It's been taught in first-year herbology. Why is it one of the things to protect the Sorcerer's Stone? And then, why would you leave broomsticks so that someone can catch the keys? I thought
0: that as well. I was always like, if you didn't want anyone to find it.
1: And then they're like, oh, look for the one with the broken wing, because that means that someone like grabbed it.
0: Harry's seeker instincts.
1: But how would Quirrell have known which one to grab?
0: He probably spent a lot of time trial and erroring it, but then he would have crimpled other exactly. ones Exactly.
1: So that makes no sense, um, and then like, okay, and then you have the chess, which is the best part. Which okay, fine, Ron's time to shine, and then you have this riddle. That's you, like, wait,
0: you're gonna just go past the fact that like it's n- not clear what happens at all in this chess room. What do you mean? Look, the, uh, the queen like knocks ron out or hits him or what like what happens she yeah, she captures him and then on top of that like was the queen not listening when ron was like no we have to make this move so they make that like did they already have the checkmate
1: i don't yeah i don't know
0: because you like how bad at chess and how good at chess is 11 year old ron Very also good. it's hard to see the board if you're on the board i ma- i would imagine like there's yes. I, how can how can he like orchestrate this whole thing
1: i've always thought of that that didn't ever make any sense to me
0: and like what's the point of
1: it's Ron's time to shine no
0: I know but like (laughs) why with the physical violence like it's the same thing as with the like uh, brooms and everything it's it's like are these supposed to be tests of your character and virtue to like like prove that you are worthy of the stone or are these supposed to prevent unauthorized people from getting the stone well
1: exactly that's exactly my point like they're trying or is it that because all of these teachers have helped Dumbledore hide the stone, but why was it not better at Bringox? Where if you're not the uh, goblin with the long nail who does the thing, someone
0: broke into it the next day, so obviously, like, it well, I sucks guess that's something that we wall. both missed. How did, how did uh,
1: who broke into it? How did they get in?
0: I think they do say who broke in.
1: Well, Quarrel, it would have, it had to, yeah. How did he, how the how did he do that with
0: Voldemort's powers?
1: He would have been sucked into the wall. Not years... with
0: Voldemort's powers,
1: but Voldemort's not strong enough to have his own body.
0: I don't know Voldemort's dark magic.
1: Oh, and while we're saying Voldemort so loosely, it's stupid. The like fear of the name. What?
0: Well, Dumbledore says it,
1: and it's so he's brave, and so does Harry. And Harry doesn't think about it, even though he killed his parents and all this. Well, shit.
0: Harry is brave. That's his only characteristic.
1: Why is everyone so afraid of saying the name? Nothing. Like, what? What's so bad about a word? Like how people like, oh, I hate the word moist. That also doesn't make sense to me.
0: Well, it's like they say you don't like name the shooters of these school shootings, Margo.
1: But we're still... We still do. It's not hard. Well, you shouldn't. Well, yeah, but that's not... But the reason to not say the names of the school shooters is to prevent further school shootings. The reason that they don't say Voldemort's name is not to, like, there's not going to be Junior Voldemort anyway. Or the reason that you don't say Voldemort's name is because everyone's so scared.
0: Yeah, it's because they don't know why he went away in the first place. So, like, they should be scared. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like the Ebola virus.
1: Back to Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly what you said. Is this meant to be a testament for people who are only meant to get the sorcerer's stone for good? It just feels like a game it feels like nonsense
0: it is nonsense
1: it's nonsense
0: yeah i had uh similar issues i didn't have a problem with the riddle i like the riddle but like yeah it all it all is very riddle it all is very simple and it's like if you don't want anyone to get it then don't let anyone get it my big issue with the entire like climax of the book is that uh harry is able to get the sorcerer's stone because he looks in the mirror of Arased and like he wants to get it like for him uh, not for himself like he he wants to get it but not use it so he's able to get it quirrell doesn't want to use it either mm-hmm. he says when he looks in the mirror that he sees himself presenting it to his master he does yeah. not want it for personal use and that's the only thing that prevents. Like, that that Dumbledore states prevents him from getting it. That, that like, only Harry wanted it to, to not use personally. But Quirrell didn't either. So he should have gotten it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can kind of swing and say that Quirrell wanted it so that he personally could get rid of the evil Dark Lord. No,
0: that's such a stretch. Harry wanted yeah. it so that he could personally prevent Quirrell from having it and personally not let that, like, it's such a stretch to you.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. It, it. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, okay, the... The Mirror of Irrisad is just hanging out. It's just hanging out until... Why is it not guarding the stone in the first place?
0: Well, they, like, moved... They moved the stone in, and then they, like, built up all the infrastructure. Like, I guess that's true. Yeah, there's no really good timeline.
1: Yeah, they built up all the infrastructure while Harry was learning everything he needed <laughs> <laughs> to learn and, like, herbology and yeah. learning how to write while a broom. He was learning every single aspect of And it. then they throw in that Ron is really good at chess. Like... It's and very con-
0: Is very logical.
1: It's very convenient.
0: Well, it's a book.
1: <laughs> These damn books are the so book, convenient. You know, I hate them.
0: It's got to be some level of convenient.
1: Yes, but it's just. Yes, it has to be some level of convenient, but it's just way over the top.
0: Okay, so first thing, Quirrell dies. Oh, God. Like, he's, like, burnt to a fucking crisp. And, like, his, like, dead, burnt cells probably are all over Harry. Oh. You know?
1: Yeah, Coral does die. That's very dark. And poor Coral. Like, he wasn't... Yeah, he's
0: just a guy. Like, what's the deal with Coral?
1: He's just a guy. And also,
0: they say, like, the Defense Against the Dark Arts position was cursed and that no one since Voldemort turned it down or, like, wasn't granted it ever held it for more than a year
1: but no the the more than a year thing doesn't happen until until harry's there it had been quote, i know but
0: they say when they go back like in dumbledore's pensive and look at all the old memories yes. in like half-blood prince or whatever the one is where dumbledore dies spoiler alert um <laughs> like after voldemort Went for the position and Dumbledore denied it to him that no one held it for more than a year.
1: Yeah, but in the beginning, they don't say that. In no, the beginning... they're just
0: like, that's Quirrell. He teaches defense against exactly. the dark arts. Exactly.
1: And then it's not until after that that it's only one year because Quirrell had taught defense against the dark arts. But why would you have Quirrell teaching defense against the dark arts? Well, what
0: I'm saying is that, like, this he... is another inconsistency.
1: And he just dies, and the poor man.
0: He just dies.
1: It's very morbid. It's very dark. I mean, it's nice that also Harry's mom's love saves him, but like why does that only work once?
0: No, it works all it works like every time. What do you mean? Why does it only work? It works every time. That's the whole point. That's the point of the Did you read the <laughs> books? Yes, I the read The whole that. all the books end with Harry's mom's love saving him. 100% of every single one. So
1: then one. how did Voldemort kill anyone? Did no one's mom love them?
0: No one's mom died for them. It's like Jesus.
1: Well, yes, Harry is Jesus, Yeah,
0: Harry's mom like threw herself in front of the Avada Kedavra curse to protect him, and that sacrifice imbued some kind of magical protection on him that he would go on to use up until book four when Voldemort took his own blood, but then even so, he had the wand with the twin cores. And we'll whatever, talk about whatever, that whatever.
1: later.
0: Nicholas Flamel's going to die with his wife.
1: I mean, I think that that's okay. Yeah. What, did you have a problem with that? I kind of thought that that was...
0: No, I thought it was fine, too. It's very, like, Peter Pan, you know? To die will be an awfully big adventure, Peter Pan. Um, To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure, Albus Dumbledore. Ew. That's a literary connection that I just pulled out of my ass, Margo. (laughs) Pretty good. All right. See, I could just, you know, fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself.
1: Right. So why don't why are they also scared of the name?
0: Voldemort said that he only killed my mother because she tried to stop him from killing me. But why would he want to kill me in the first place? And Dumbledore says the first thing you ask me, I cannot tell you. That's because of the prophecy. So she did have some of it.
1: Maybe Zumbledore just said that because she didn't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then love. Then Harry cries. I never bought Harry crying about anything. Every time they're like, Harry cried because of his parents. Like, I don't believe it.
1: I think some little boys cry.
0: I don't believe it. Not because he's like super brave, but because like, it just seems like such a cliche thing to cry about. He didn't know his parents. He should cry because, like, he's a fucking abuse victim. He should cry because, I don't know, he's got a million reasons to cry, and his he dead does. parents is are, are, are not one of them.
1: I think, I don't, I mean, he never knows who they are. I don't know. I think that's something to cry about for poor little Harry Potter. I'm okay with that.
0: I don't like the, like, your father saved Snape's life, and that's why Snape would never forgive him, and that's why Snape hates you.
1: Oh, I mean, we can talk all about that when we get to sex.
0: Well, but, like, this is where it's first introduced. He's, Dumbledore says, they did rather detest each other, not unlike yourself and Mr. Malfoy, and then your father did something Snape could never forgive. He saved his life. But, like, Dumbledore but then, should know that he didn't really, like, yeah. that it was a whole stupid thing, and that James Potter was a real piece of shit to Snape.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll talk about sex.
0: He tells, like, all these lies right now. Dumbledore? Yeah, he's like, funny the way people's minds work. Professor Snape couldn't bear being in your father's debt. I do believe he worked so hard to protect you this year because he felt that it would make him and your father quits. Then he could go back to hating your father's memory in peace.
1: Well, but also... He he
0: does it because he loves Harry's mom, we're led to believe. That's the only thing that makes this, this whole that's like the most meaningful thing in the whole thing but, well, but if, reading if, this I feel like maybe she didn't even think that when she wrote this.
1: If Dumbledore had known that Snape had been trying so hard all year to save Harry then Dumbledore would have known that Quirrell had Voldemort on the back of his head then he would have known that because the big yeah. thing where Snape is saving Harry is during the Quidditch match and Dumbledore didn't just know about Quirrell like why are you going to make all these just throw Quirrell in Azkaban like come yeah. on.
0: Um. Next you see, only one who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. Otherwise, they'd just see themselves making gold or drinking elixir of life. It doesn't say they would see... Like, he doesn't see himself doing either of those things, Quirrell. He sees himself presenting it to Voldemort. So he should have gotten it. Yeah. I This bothered me on my first read of the book. I was like, wait a minute.
1: I didn't pick up on that.
0: It seems like blatantly, like blatant favoritism that Dumbledore just like yes. gives a bunch of points to Gryffindor, like yeah. after the whole shit is set up.
1: That was in my head. I forgot to write that down. That bothered. I mean, it's it's dumb. The thing, the, the 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 different houses, the sorting, the points, the house cup. All of it seems like bullshit. It's such bullshit. The book ties up very pretty with a bow. Yeah. Do you think she was always planning to write all seven of them? Yeah. Fair. Do you think she knew what they were all going to be about? I mean, she must not have known the whole Snape thing at this point.
0: I'm just coming to that uh, realization and I don't, I don't know. I think she had like a very loose outline, like a very loose outline. She
1: didn't have the horcruxes.
0: No, she didn't have the horcruxes or the hollows. Hallows.
1: So what loose outline did she have?
0: <laughs> uh, She had the prophecy. Okay. So like this like diametric sort of like yin and yang, Batman and Joker, Harry Potter and Voldemort thing. That was what she had. Okay. The prophecy and the same ones. What do you mean? Uh, Ollivander is like oh like interesting that you this wand would choose you when like there was only other one other wand that has this phoenix feather in it and it's voldemort's wand
1: she must have known too about neville that neville was the other boy why just because of the neville is like a lot in the books without being their friend especially at first yeah he's
0: a foil he's a fo- he's an idiot he's like a he's just a nerd he's a he's a trope
1: but why would he be there
0: to be a trope.
1: No, I no, I think she knew about Neville. No,
0: he's there because he's a trope. JK Rowling, who has just made up like so many really fundamental things and kind of forced them to relate to each other, did not plan something as nuanced as it possibly being Neville Longbottom. I just don't think I think it is right within her wheelhouse to have been like, Oh, you know what? Actually, I never said that Neville's birthday wasn't in July, so I can just make this about him.
1: Oh, yeah okay
0: look at look at everything else that she does
1: yeah all right so so she had the prophecy you think she, she had the asked... prophecy and the wands yeah that's not a lot. that's
0: interesting those both are the same like category that's both harry's like conflict with voldemort
1: so it's i mean really the books are they're a question of good and evil they're very simple
0: yeah and Harry's like a super underdeveloped, just purely virtuous, but like spineless character. Well, And, and it, Voldemort yes. is also like the same, just on the other side.
1: Right, exactly. And, and I have a lot more to say about this when we get to four, but Voldemort is just evil. Like he's just, there's no good reason for it.
0: Well, he wants to live forever.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's dumb. It's not done well. But I guess Hitler wasn't either and he was real, so...
0: He painted, at least.
1: Well, he didn't get into art school. I guess I have a hard time understanding that kind of rationale, but...
0: Hitler painted beautiful paintings of dogs.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yes, honey, I know.
0: Do you want to look at some?
1: No. Is that where you're going to end it? I'm so surprised